Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 34, part one of Louisa Grundy's teaching on Peace I Give You, a peace that the world cannot give you. is called Peace I Give You, Peace the World Cannot Give. So it's focusing on anxiety and peace, the two. How do they fit together? Who am I? My name's Louisa Grundy and I'm from St Albans in Hertfordshire and I'm involved with the St Albans Celebrate which runs at the end of October which you're all very welcome to come and enjoy with us in this October. Um, and we, uh, and I'm very involved in that. My husband and I and our family have been very involved to celebrate over all of the years. And that's where we met Lisa and Stuart Plimmer, who are organising on the organising group to organise this one. So that's the connection. That's why I've ended up here today. Okay. So I also know Louise and Eamon and Dominic, who are doing the music, doing all the worship. They're part of that. We go to the same parish together. So, and I've been journeying with them. Our families have been journeying together for about the last 30 years, I think, haven't we? About 30 years, yeah. So we're all very, very close. Right. This workshop, I've got a couple of hats on for this workshop. This has been bought out, born out of my personal journey with God over the last three, few years. So it's one that I'm really excited to share because it's one that's given me hope. It's one that's given me freedom and healing and lots of grace. And I want, I want you all to know that. I want everybody to know that, that this, you don't have to live in anxiety. You don't have to suffer with anxiety. There is a way. God has a way out for us. Okay. So I've come, I'm standing here as somebody that has suffered with anxiety for a long, long time. I'm standing here as a psychotherapist who specializes anxiety. So I know a few things about anxiety. And I'm standing here as a Christian woman who's got, who's found the answer. God show me the answer. Okay. So the verse from the Bible that this workshop is hinging on really is from Philippians 4 verses 4 to 7. So if anybody's got their Bibles with them, good Catholic group, so probably about 2% of us have our Bibles here, don't we? <laughs> or if you, you might want to get it up on your phone, mightn't you? That's the other option, okay? And if you find it, I'm going to refer to lots of Bible quotes, but don't bother looking anything else up. Have this one open if you've got it. Philippians 4 verses 4 to 7 and it says this rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to keep coming back to that verse. So that's the one to hold on to in your mind. So the first thing we're going to do is what I would normally do if I was in a counselling situation with my clients, if they are very, very anxious. I'm going to get us all to do it on our own. Don't worry. It's not kind of touchy-feely or anything like that. It's very normal. It's okay, safe thing to do. So I want us all to just sit nicely and just relax and close your eyes. Okay. 
And I just want us, without moving in our chairs, I just want us to notice how you're sitting. Just notice what your body's doing right now. Notice, is your body too hot? Is it cold? Is there a part of your body that's hurting at the moment? What is your body doing? What's your body saying to you? Do you have a little niggly headache so it's been too hot and you've listened to too much today? Are you feeling really, really tired? Just notice what your body's saying to you. And we're just going to ask the Lord to come in and dwell in our bodies right now. Holy Spirit, just come and be in our bodies. Thank you for creating our bodies and giving us the gift of our bodies. Just be in our bodies right now, whatever's going on. And the next thing I want you to notice to have, have a wonder, check in with yourself. What's going on in your thoughts at the moment? Where are you in your thoughts? Are you, are you in the moment? Are you here with us in this present moment? Or are you thinking about something else, something anxious, making you anxious that's bothering you? Are you thinking about everything you've got to do when you get home tomorrow? Are you, what, what's going on for you? Just be aware of what it is that you're thinking at the moment. And again, we're just going to ask the Lord to come into our thoughts and be with us and clear our mind. Holy Spirit, would you come and just clear our minds that we would hear your word this afternoon. Give us space to hear you this afternoon. And the last thing we're going to do, we just, I just want you to check in with how you're feeling right now. Are you feeling really anxious at the moment? Or are you feeling uh, quite hopeful? Or are you feeling a bit fed up because of something that's gone on this morning or today? What, what's your emotions saying to you at the moment? Maybe you're feeling nothing at all and that's okay. Just, I'm just asking you to check in with yourself. Where are you? And again, we're just going to ask the Lord to just come and dwell in our emotions and be with us in that place right now. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds, open us to hearing your truth and your freedom and your hope this afternoon. Amen. Okay. All right. So, anxiety, it's a, it's a killer, isn't it? I don't know how many of you suffer from anxiety or how many of you know somebody that suffers from anxiety or how many of you are experiencing it with somebody else that's got it. But it comes in different guises, doesn't it? It comes, can come in an incredibly physical way. It can come and manifest itself in our thoughts. It comes in different ways. But what I want to say, first of all, is that we're never going to get rid of anxiety altogether. Anxiety is just a feeling like any other feeling. It comes and it goes. And it comes at very specific points in our lives. It's designed to come when we've got new challenges or situations ahead of us. So, for example, if we're about to sit an exam, if you're an actor that's about to go on stage, if you're about to go into a job interview, if you're about to do a workshop, anxiety comes because it gets us through what's going on underneath it. So, Whenever we have something new that comes, a little, we might have a little fear that goes on. For example, if you're sitting exam, you might be slightly afraid you don't know, you're not going to know enough, you're not prepared enough. If you're about to go on stage, you might be afraid you're going to forget your lines. So you might have lots of fears when something new comes up and that's perfectly normal. So anxiety comes and when it comes, 
it comes with a little shot of adrenaline that gets us going, that gets us moving into the situation that we need to do, into the challenge or the difficulty. And that is normal and that's what it's there for. That's a good thing. The trouble is, a lot of us, a lot of the world at the moment, has the anxiety has become so great, it's out of proportion to what's going on in our lives. So it's no longer coming as when we've got something new, when we've got something difficult to do. It's coming randomly, it's, it's there all the time, we're living with the effects of it all the time and we can't bring it down, we can't slow it down. So in, in a normal level of anxiety, you would do your new thing, you'd go to a party and meet new people, you'd do your exam, the anxiety would go, the adrenaline would come out of your body, life goes on as normal. Fear's forgotten because you've lived through it. The anxiety's got you over the fear. That's what it's designed to do. But we're here, a lot of us, I think, because it's, it's gone a bit too much. It's, it's lost its balance completely. Okay? Now, so what happens? What happens to me, if I used to get anxious, is physically, I, I, get, I used to get a lot of headaches, worry headaches, they're called, and stress headaches. I think a lot of people suffer from headaches, when, they're thinking, when you're worried about things or people can feel very sick or nervous or have diarrhea. So there can be a lot of stomach problems associated with anxiety. I also tend to find when I've got anxiety, when I had anxiety, um, I would be... Uh, I, can live with, I could live with anxiety for days on end. It wasn't something that just came and went. I lived with it. So I would be a little bit lightheaded. I would find it hard to think about things. And I would become quite uncoordinated and quite clumsy. So I was very clumsy as a child. And, I, and it was anxiety. So um, for some people, the feeling of anxiety is so great, it feels as if you're having a heart attack. If, when a panic attack comes, it feels literally, you cannot breathe. It's real. It's, it's a real feeling. And people end up in A&E all the time with suspected heart attacks, panic attacks. And it's, and it's anxiety. Just got out of control, out of balance. Okay. And when that happens... Neurologically, when that happens, when we get anxiety, that little shot of adrenaline starts a system going on in our body that manages the kind of the fight or flight. That's what helps us get through our fear. And the trouble is, when that happens, another system shuts down in order for our body to cope with it. And the bit that shuts down is our thinking. So when we're full of anxiety, it's very hard to think. So if you're, if you're, example, if you're full of anxiety in your body and you're feeling dizzy or you think you're in the middle of a panic attack, you cannot think your way out of it. You cannot think your way into calming yourself down. It's very difficult. Or if you've got thoughts going on that you can't control your thinking. That's the other thing that might happen. For some people with, with anxiety, they catastrophize. So... Um, anything that might be a little problem in their head, in your head or in my head, becomes a massive thing. So for me, what used to tend to happen, I have had a fear of, uh, a fear of being late. And if you were late, then pro something awful might happen to you. So if my husband was late home from work, most people wouldn't be an issue. They'd just be late home from work. For me, in my head, within about 20 minutes of being late, if you haven't let me know... In my head, he was dead 
in a morgue somewhere because I hadn't known he'd had a road accident. He was in the morgue. I was at the funeral. I was suddenly a widow. In my head, I was living that. I was feeling that. That's how some people have their anxiety. They catastrophize everything. And the feelings that come with it are very real. The other way some people have anxiety is that they tend to overanalyze things. So little tiny worries become massive. So and though if you have that, often people say they can't sleep at night because there's always something going on in their head all the time, worrying about everything, worrying what if somebody said something, maybe I misunderstood them, what did they mean when they say that from a very normal conversation some people are kind of reading really deep into it and dissecting it and worrying about how did how are they going to think when I said that what did they think I meant when I said that and it's all out of control and because you're not able to think you can't catch yourself it's very difficult to catch yourself and go this is ridiculous just calm down just stop thinking that you can't do that you just you're stuck in a loop and the difficulty with anxiety is that you get stuck in those symptoms. You become so focused on trying to manage what's going on in your body, if it's in your body, or you become so focused in your thoughts you can't get out of, you've got stuck, or in your worries, you can't get yourself out of it. And what you're not doing is thinking about what is going on underneath it. What started the anxiety in the first place? What's the fear underneath it? Because anxiety comes to manage our fears and get us through things. But anxiety, when it's out of control, we've lost a sense of what we were afraid of in the first place. Okay? So I wonder if, just for us a minute or so, you can just turn to the person next to you and just kind of say to them, let them know, can you identify with anything I've said? Does any of it make sense? Or are you thinking, oh, I don't know what she's talking about? Just let the person next to you know where you are with what I've just said about anxiety. Because sometimes the most difficult thing to do is tell somebody that you're in it. Okay, just make sure the other person, you've both had a chance to speak. Okay. Okay. All right, a lot of talking there, so there's a lot of something going on. Okay, so, where's God in this? Where, where is God to be found in all of this when it's so hard to get yourself out of it? The journey started for me a few years ago when God, I was at a point where God asked me to go deeper with him, to trust him more, to become more intimate with him about four or five years ago. And my instinctive reaction before I could even think was, no, thank you, God, which horrified me because that's not who I am. It's not who I thought I was. It's not what I thought I would do if God says something. I like to think I'm someone to say, yes, amen, of course, God. I didn't. I kind of went, oh. And it frightened me because I started to realise that, oh, maybe I don't trust God. Maybe, maybe I can't trust him to be in this, my life. Maybe I can't trust him to sort things out for me, which was a really, which was really hard to kind of realise. And I spent the next kind of few months on and off coming back to that. What's going on in me, God? Why, is, why can't I? What's going on that I can't trust you? And over time, God started telling me, showing me my heart, what, what my fears. So he started showing me that, that I do have these fears. 
I have a lot of fears. I live with a lot of fears. And over time, he showed me what they were that were leading to all of this anxiety. And one by one, I asked the Holy Spirit to give me grace to take those fears to the cross, to repent of them and to receive forgiveness and receive healing from them. And slowly, 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 he has shown me a way of living that gets rid of the fears, that I can keep that peace that he's promised us. Okay, so he has given me the grace to deal with my fears so that I can receive that peace that Philippians talk about, talked about and I can live in that place. And that's what I'm offering to you. That's my invitation. That's the Lord's invitation to us all to invite us to come to a place where God can give us the grace to move beyond and deal with what's going on in us so that we can live in a place of peace. Right. So I work with a lot of people with anxiety. I work very effectively with them, but it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of pain and it takes a long time. But as Christians, we've got, we've got the answer. We've got God. We've got his promises in the Bible that does have the answer for this. And my, my challenge to us and to me is if we don't find that answer, if we don't turn to God with this and find the answer and live with the answer and live with what God's suggesting for us, then what kind of witness, what kind of testimony do we have to the millions of people in this world that live with anxiety if we're doing it as well, if we're living in that same place? What, what kind of, how can we be salt and light to people if we're, we're living in exactly the same place as everybody else? So God's invitation is that we come that we bring hope and encouragement to people we're the ones that are image bearers of God radiating peace bringing hope to the world that's what we're called to be and there is an answer we can only do that if we pursue a lifestyle of peace that comes from grace because that's the result of the cross grace comes from the cross and it's through grace that we can have peace so before I go on to explain what that means and explain and get into what God has to offer for us, let's have a think about, um, let's check in with ourselves again and just have a little pray about, and let's see, let, yeah, so if you could just close your eyes again. Father, we just ask that you would open us to your way of freedom this afternoon, open us to your way of peace. Open us, begin to reveal to us what our fears are. Give us the grace, Lord, to come to the cross with those fears. Keep us open. Keep us people with hearts and minds open to your calling of something deeper, something more, Lord. And if, if you found yourself in anything I've said so far, just hold on to that. Hold on to it in the back of your mind so that you can come back to that later in either prayer ministry or something else. Just hold on to. Just ask God right now, is there something you want me to hold on to so far? A sentence or a word? Okay. Amen.
So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximise your potential, to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.